Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Hey, everybody. Another edition of Inside the Coach's Headset is coming at you right now. We're brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079 or go see him at 425 East Broad Street right here in Cookville. Uh, You're listening to us on UCSportsNation.com, your one-stop shop for all high school sports in the Upper Cumberland. And we've got another great guest here on the show today, uh, Kevin Bray. He's the uh, former head coach of the Cookville High School uh, Cavaliers on the basketball side, now assisting at Jackson County, but really wanted to have Coach Bray on here to kind of talk about his time uh, in in the basketball coaching area and just kind of get his thoughts and ideas about uh, what basketball is here in the Upper Cumberland. So, Coach Bray, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've I thought everybody had forgotten me anyway. <laughs> no, nah, we hadn't forgotten you at all. Not at all. So, you know, just to kind of start out, just for those who, you know, might, might recognize you just by, you know, facial recognition or something like that, just being, you know, the head coach at Cookville for so long and everything, uh, won't you talk to us a little bit about yourself and how you got into coaching to begin with? Huh. Well... Of course, that's a long time ago now, but um, I, I tell my students stories over here every once in a while. I, they had never been a teacher or coach in my family tree, and I knew by the time I was in the 10th grade that I wanted to be a coach and a teacher, and uh, and so it just uh, kept going from there, and that's all I've always wanted to do, and that's that's what I've always done. That's that's pretty cool. I, I know, obviously, um, you've been at Cookville. Where are some of the other places that you've been uh, a coach at? Well, Jackson County. Um, I've I've been I was I was at Cookville. I mean, I was at Jackson County twenty and twenty one years ago. I was there two years, and before that, I was at Lincoln County for one year. After I left Tech, I was at Tennessee Tech for 10 years, from 89 to 98. And before I went to Tech, I was at Cumberland County and Jackson County. So uh, Jackson County is where I'm from. That's that's where I grew up. That's where I played. Well, and, you know, that amount of time (laughs) in and around the Upper Cumberland and, and seeing a lot of basketball over that time and being in the college ranks as well, uh, in your estimation, what is one of the biggest things that's really changed within the game uh, from the time that you've started to, to today? Huh. Well, we could probably talk about this for a while, but uh, there's just uh, a lot more entitlement by the players, entitlement by the parents. Um you can't coach as hard now as you could 20 years ago. It's just a totally different, uh, just totally different, uh, you know, type of type of situation today. 
and uh, uh, you know that that don't make for better players, or that don't make for better teams, or it don't make for better competition. But uh, I mean, you know, there, there's still some players out there that love it, that play hard, that that will do anything you ask them. But uh, there, there's a lot more out there today that's not that way than there used to be. And I think that's probably because, you know, the, the social media, cell phones and everybody's pockets and things of that nature, you know, just uh, the mentality of, of everything in the world today has kind of gotten a little bit uh, geared more towards uh, a, a, a more, I don't want to call it selfish, but in, in some cases, um, the way things kind of shape up here now in terms of, of, of all kinds of different social media platforms and, and the allowances of those types of things inside the schools, wouldn't you agree that sometimes that's a little bit hard of a barrier to get through when you're trying to coach a kid and try to motivate them? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And and with the involvement of, um, you know, AAU-type teams, you know, all the weekend tournaments and, um, you know, teams, uh, you know, being coached by, you know, a lot of people who don't know the game very well. And, uh, um, you know, the players get in bad habits, don't play as hard, you know, uh, I mean, you know, in the spring and summer, that's, uh, you know, that's what most of them, that's what most of them do mm-hmm. nowadays in, in the off season. And, uh, you know, in the younger ages, you know, four, fifth, sixth grade, you know, I, I think it's good for them, you know, to get court time, to get playing time. But, you know, if they're good enough to be a varsity player, uh, especially in you know a starter or in the rotation on a high school team, there's not, there's not many AAU type teams around here that will make them better. Right, and, and you know I, I guess you know just the advent of the game itself and, and the changes of the game, um, you see a whole lot more outside shooting. Uh, you, you don't see a lot of. Uh, some of the old motion plays and, and things like that where you're trying to drive the ball down low, high percentage uh, shots, things like that. Uh, more and more kids, and, and I see it even from the younger kids, they're trying to hit the ball from the parking lot rather than two foot under the goal and, and you know off the glass, something yeah. like that. Um, when do you think that that mentality or that strategic uh, type of gameplay changed uh, Particularly in the in this area. Well, I don't know. I, I'll say somewhere around the two thousands. You know, ESPN came on. You know, started on in the eighties, and um, and you know, you get uh, you know on ESPN about all you get are dunks or three pointers and that type of thing, and and you know that's just what uh, kids grew up watching and. And, you know, now with the three-point line, you know, um, three-point line didn't come into 87, 88 in high school. And, um, you know, since uh, especially 
since everybody's got used to it. Uh, you know, there there are a lot of teams out there now that will shoot more threes in a game than they do twos in a game. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe maybe that's the best for some teams, but um, uh, for some some teams that do it, it's not the best. And uh, 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 you know, that's that's just the way it's going. You know, you watch college games that are that way. So um, the game is the game has changed a lot since since I've been around. We're talking with uh, former head coach of the Cookville Cavaliers basketball team, Kevin Bray, uh, who's now assisting at Jackson County. Um, coach, while we're talking about uh, game changes and how the game has involved evolved and everything, um, what is your opinion of a shot clock in high school basketball? And, and, here, uh, and here's the reason why I asked that question. I've I've seen many, many, many Sparta versus Cookville basketball games, and picked up on some of your strategy when you're trying to protect a lead as as other teams. Cookville in, in your coaching style is 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 not unique in in this way. Um, there's there's a. a a keep away game, I guess, is probably the best way uh, to put it in layman's terms uh, of of what's going on. In that you're trying to protect a lead, it's understandable. It's a strategy of the game because it's allowed. Uh, five second counts aren't, you know, as long as you're getting rid of those, getting rid of the ball, uh, you know, before a five second count by the ref is 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 done. Uh, you can play that type of style, but in 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 the long-term type of scenario, do you think that is a good thing for the game or should a shot clock be brought into high school basketball? Well, I have never really been a, uh adversary of, uh, of a shot clock, but, but not really for those reasons. Um, you know, it, it's hard enough getting a bookkeeper and a clock keeper and a PA guy, and you know, if you got a shot clock, you know, the person running the shot clock would probably have a harder job than any of those other three. And, you know, it would just be another person that you'd have to get and, uh, you know, another person you'd have to pay to work. And, um, you know, since... Since I don't know the '90s, maybe the 2000s. Just generally speaking, since they invented all the technology and stuff, uh, you know, crowds for basketball games at the college level and the high school level both uh, are, are not as big as they used to be. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I mean, as far as the game goes, uh, it, it it wouldn't matter with me either way. Um, you know, the team I'm having coached this year, I don't think we've had the ball. If we had a 24-second clock, I, it wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're not a good ball-handling team. And, um, you know, it's, it's just better for us to try to get a good shot as quick as we can before we throw it away. Uh, so, you know, it really just spends – you know what type of team you have, or 
how good a ball handlers you have and how many ball handlers you have. And, um, so, like I said, as far as the game itself, how it would affect the game, I, I don't – it wouldn't – it wouldn't be much of an impact on me. I mean, I I could coach either way. Sure. But like I say, just generally speaking, around the 400, 500, whatever high schools in Tennessee, you know, that, that's four or 500 people. Well, 250 people, I guess. That, uh, you know, you'd have to get to run a shot clock. And, mm-hmm. and that would be a pretty hard job. Yeah, and, and I would agree with that. Uh, you know, you being you know at Cookville for so long, Cookville obviously being kind of the hub of the Upper Cumberland region, uh, certainly the largest high school that um, is around in the Upper Cumberland and one of lar- actually one of the largest high schools in the state of Tennessee. I don't think people really realize that, but fourth largest, in fourth the yeah, fourth largest in the state. I was fixing to say that that a lot of people don't realize how big Cookville High School really is in terms of student population. But uh, with all that being said, uh, you're the head, you know, you were the head coach of, you know, one of the most prominent uh, and and supported programs in that high school. You know, football and basketball, as it is in any high school, is usually one and one A or one and two as far as uh, support and uh, fan attendance and everything else. Uh, did you feel like every time that, the, the, you know, was obviously in the district games, but just in any game that, that you hosted or was a part of, um, did you feel like because it was Cookville that you guys had a little bit bigger target on your back than, than what most other schools did? Well, yeah. I mean, especially when we played a double-A school or a single-A school. Uh, I, I felt that way. And, uh, you know, I'm coaching in single-A district right now, and there are a lot of good teams in the single-A district, and, and, and they have been through the years. But I, I think this is one of the up years for that district this year. But, uh, you know, even AAA teams that are in our district, you know, Stone, Cumberland County for a long time, you know, Sparta a little more. But, you know, they're they're, they're almost half our size. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the same time, it, the kind of athlete that we have, here at Cookville is, uh, is uh, you know, pretty much the same as all the other schools. Um, I mean, I, I've been here 19 years, and around the Upper Cumberland, you know, there's been several Division One basketball players signed. Well, I've never, I've never had a college coach call me, send me a letter, Talk to one of my players, come to see one of my players, anything. So, you know, as far as having the better athletes here at Cooper High School, we we haven't had that most of the time. And coming, you know, growing up in Gainesburg, going to Jackson County High School, um, you know, and and coaching there and being back there now, um, 
tell us a little bit about Jackson County and 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 what draws you to to head back there from coming from Cookville and just you know Gainesboro is a beautiful area. Uh, I don't think anybody could could dispute that or argue with that. Uh, but you know, just the community as a whole, the support there. What what makes Jackson County and Jackson County High School special? Well, uh, I mean, Jackson County High School boys and girls basketball the last five years has has really has really went down. Uh, the two coaches there, Jim Brown for the girls and Kevin Thomas for the boys. I coached both of them there in the late 80s and um, you know have a have a really good relationship with them and and that's been good and they were really good players and we had we had a really good team um, we got beat by Ted Nigga City in the sub-state game down there their senior year with uh, I, nobody will remember this name now Orlando Lightfoot um, you know, back well, if it was today, he would be a five star. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was one of the top ten players in the country, and um, um, I mean, like I say, it it's went down. I mean, before I played, you know, my brother was six years older than me, and I had several cousins that were older than me. Um. You know, they they were six four, six five, you know, been tight ends or defensive ends or you know, whatever on the football team. I mean they you know, they're just big and strong and uh uh down there at that time when Kermit Forkham was coaching, um, you know, all you were all you were gonna play if you were um, you know, a good athlete was basketball. He he wouldn't let you play anything else. And and I've I've said that oftentimes, not as much about myself. Uh, I want I'm not as tall or as good an athlete as the, the guys I'm talking about. But it, it I I have said all my life that and my brother and my cousins. Um, if they'd have went anywhere else, if they'd have wound up at a you know a power five uh, football program in college, uh, playing playing college football, and instead of college basketball. But um, you know, back then in the '60s and '70s, Jackson County really had a lot of good athletes, mm-hmm. a lot of good size, a lot of good athletes, and we had really good teams and. Uh, they haven't, uh, they haven't really been like that in a long time. You know, most people, when they grow up in Jackson County, uh, you know, they leave and don't ever go back. Um, so anyway, but you know, it's, it's where I lived my first 18 years and, um, um, uh, you know, well, and the only reason I'm down there this year you know, um, I got I got let go up here at Cobble the last day of school last spring, and uh, you know I already had my summer worked out as far as practice days and camp days and you know all that for the whole summer, and then the last day of school all that went away, 
and it made for a very hard summer for me. You know, I didn't have anything to do, and that late, all the basketball jobs were already filled. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now since school has started back, uh, and I didn't think about this part till school started, but. Uh, you know, it's just awkward. It, it, it's just awkward situation. Me being here, uh, it's an awkward situation with the players and 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 with the coaches that are coaching now. And um, so, uh, anyway, you know, high school basketball season will be over in a few weeks, and we'll we'll see what opens up and so forth. And and. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have no idea where I'll be next year. Well, what uh, a couple things. What really, you know, what really drives you, you know, as far as being a high school basketball coach? I mean, I know you said from really early on in 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 your younger days, you had already wanted and and was working towards being a coach. Uh, in that, but what what fuels your fire now as far as wanting to continue down that path? Well, and uh, you know, I've probably lost some of that, uh, but you know, it's just um, I remember when I was growing up that I was thinking uh, that I want to that I want to coach at Jack County High, I want to coach at Quibble High, I want to coach at Tennessee Tech. And I want to coach the University of Tennessee. Now, how I come up with those four, that was just the four I was most familiar with, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, at the same time, I've done three out of four. Obviously, I never got close to the University of Tennessee. But, uh, you know, it, it uh, it's just pretty much... It's just pretty much all I do now. You know, I used to be the golf coach, and I played a lot of golf, and you know, I used to hunt and fish, and and you know, I I, I don't do so much of that anymore. And um, and uh, you know, I I just like to teach, and I like to see players improve, and um, you know, and players if they are coachable players should be just an extension of you on the floor. Uh, you know, now not all players are real coachable, but, um, it, you know, if they are coachable and they're going to do what you ask of them, they're, they're going to do, they're, they're, they're going to show the coach's personality on the floor. And, um um, you know, yeah, like I say you don't you don't see as much of that anymore. Uh, well, but, uh, and and I, and I agree with that. And uh, watching you and your teams there at Cookville over the years, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, Coach. There's sometimes you'd roll some kids out there on the floor when you know for, in pregame, you know, going through the warmups, and I'm thinking, well, Cookville don't have anything this year, and. When the game starts, these kids and and I'm not going to name any names because they proved me wrong out on the flo- out on the floor. So I, I'm I'm the one that's wrong, not them. But uh, you know, me just looking at them, looking and, and they don't look like a prototypical basketball player. They you know they 
they didn't have the build for it. They didn't have the frame. They didn't have you know the the, the shot uh, as far as their their shooting style and, and things like that. But when the ball goes up and, and and you know the game starts, their their heart, their work ethic, as far as just putting the effort that they were putting into the game, all that it was you know it was eye opening and, and suddenly you thought okay. Cobble does have something this year. <laughs> so, you know, how do you, you – know, obviously, the, some of these kids, they, they, you know, they didn't have the God-given talents or the, the, the frame or the body for this game, but you were able to kind of figure that out to, to bring some of that out of them. How, how do you, you know, how do you find that or how do you see that in a kid that, hey, this, this kid's coachable versus some kid who might be a little bit more difficult? Well, I mean, it takes a long time. I, I mean, you got to get to know them. You got to get to know them first of all, and as the way I've said it, especially to my coaches through the years, you got you got to make a lot of deposits with kids. You, you've got to earn their trust before you can start making withdrawals. And um, you know, of getting them to play together, getting them to play hard, play together. Um, uh, I mean, you know, you know, when we played Bradley Centrals and Murfreesboro's and Cleveland, you know, people uh, like that. I mean, that that's only shot. That's only shot we got of beating them because we're not as athletic most of the time as as any of those type of schools. And uh, but I appreciate you saying that. We, I mean, I've had a lot of great great players to coach and um uh, and they made each other better and uh uh it's uh, yeah it was for the most part it, it was a good run here at Google you know you mentioned the shot clock a few minutes ago you know my last two or three years uh well my last two years especially you know we had four guards on the floor and then a six-one or two inside guy who shot our second most threes on our team. In other words, we had a good ball handling team, mm-hmm. and you know we get a lead in the fourth quarter, or you know whatever, and you know especially when the other team was bigger than us or whatever. You know it was just a better chance for us to win the game if if we kept the ball. And we didn't have to guard them, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I, I don't think it was so much the players that had a problem with it, uh, but the parents had a problem with it. You know, they're instead of scoring seventy points a game, we were scoring fifty or fifty-five or whatever points a game, and you know, their kids weren't scoring as many points. But uh, you know, we we played to win, and and we done what we thought gave us our best chance to win. Sure, and 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 the team wins. 
not, you know, not the individual when it comes to basketball. Uh, there's five on the floor for a reason. <laughs> so, uh, coach, I want to, I want to I, I thank you. Uh, I know that, uh, some of the stuff that, that we talked about today probably was hard and a little awkward for you. And, and I appreciate your, your candidness and your, your openness to talk about it and come on here. Um, really, really appreciate it. I, I, I for one, very much respect you and, and, and what you've been able to do at Cookville. Uh, um, I, I, I've had daughters, and, and I was a spectator, and the, the closest I got to being a parent of someone uh, on a basketball floor was uh, one of my daughters was a cheerleader, and and that was the yeah. reason why I was there. But uh, I always very much respected you, and I know that uh, there's other coaches out there in the Upper Cumberland area that respect you as well and really appreciate you coming on, and good luck to you. And I have no doubt in my mind that – um, you're going to be a, a head coach someday in another in another school. So, thank you very much for coming on with us. Well, I appreciate you saying those kind words, and uh, um, yeah, it was my pleasure. You've been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset right here on ucsportsnation.com. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We've been brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079 or go see him at 425 East Broad Street right here in Cookville. And, hey, don't forget, we do have a – facebook group page we're now on social media just search for inside the coach's headset podcast join it and we will be uh asking you guys for feedback and everything about how you think we're doing share the podcast and let everybody know how we're doing we got some great feedback that you guys are actually liking what we're doing here so that's also always a good thing to hear thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you next time Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset.